When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. It's the Knicks, Jets, Etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my cousin, pal, the man on the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Moika. <laughs> and with us, the mysterious man behind the curtain who pulls all the levers. You think he's the Wizard of Oz, but no, he's just a guy like us, the one and only video producer, Greg. What up, Greg? What up, John? How are you guys feeling today? <laughs> feeling yeah, good, great. man. Feeling good. Uh, great interview uh, with Connor Hughes on the back end of this podcast. Yep. Rewatched the Jets Patriots game today. It did not go as bad as I thought it, it, it was going to go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hated, hated myself a little less. And at the back end, is a little bit more excited about the Bills game. But I, I, I have some thoughts about Zach Wilson and we, we have to discuss it a little bit. But how, how you guys doing? Living, man. Just living. <laughs> uh, as you mentioned, we just did a good, we had an awesome interview with Connor Hughes. I'm going to put it that way. We had an awesome interview with Connor Hughes. So make sure to stick around and listen to that. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to do a little Zach Wilson talk, do a little housekeeping, preview this Jets Bills game, and then we'll get right into the Connor Hughes interview. So I'm doing well, man. You know, Knicks are three and three. Everything's fine. Greg, how about you? Dude, I'm doing good. Listen to the Knicks episode you guys did. I'm officially not panicked about anything. I think we're I think we're doing fine. I got my 45 over wins bet still rocking. I think I'm confident with that one. I think RJ is going to get it going a little bit, but we're here to talk Jets. I'm also not panicked about Zach Wilson, even though according to Connor Hughes, it seems like a lot more of the fan bases. So we'll see, man. We'll see how it goes. But right now, I'm not panicked, even though we are playing the Buffalo Bills. I think I think a lot of people would be panicked. A lot of people should be panicked. We have Sauce Gardner. We have DJ Reed. We have a stout defense. We saw, you know, Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, turn the ball over a couple times against the Green Bay Packers. We're better than the Green Bay Packers. So I think there's a lot of things to look forward to coming up this week. They're against Absolutely. the Miami Dolphins too, Greg. They're against the Miami Dolphins too, and it costed them. Yeah, True. for sure. But <clears throat> hey, just to do a little housekeeping first, let's let's get into this Jets talk so that everyone can get to the Connor Hughes interview. Little update, uh, you know, we tra- we traded for James Robinson last week before the Patriots game. This week, the Jets go out and make another trade. Nothing blockbuster, unless you're Joe Douglas and his uh, infinity love for fourth round picks. He traded Jacob Martin and a fifth round 2024 pick for a 2024 uh, fourth rounder. From Denver. <laughs> and Denver did this to help fill the void of Bradley Chubb, who got traded today to, unfortunately, 
the Miami Dolphins. Now we're not going to go into in deep into this trade. Uh, we did that with Connor Hughes, so we'll leave it to that. Just wanted to do a little housekeeping, but we're here for the main event, guys, because we all discussed it after last week's game. Although we weren't all together to discuss it, you know, John, you and Greg had the conversation, then I had the conversation by myself and the <laughs> listeners, and by myself still some more afterwards because I was just stupidly aggravated having to watch and walk down the street and couldn't wear my jet skier this past week because I've been rocking my jet skier out here in Boston, all right? Oh, yeah. I've been rocking my jet skier pretty heavy out here. I've been wearing sweatshirts. I've been wearing the hat. <laughs> I've wearing my snapback. I've been wearing green sneakers, bro. I've been doing everything to show that I am a Jets fan. Living Not one of you. Huh? Not one of you. Exactly. I am from a better state, a bigger state, and a cooler state with the best city in the world, all right? Let it be known. Unfortunately, I couldn't rock any of this gear t- this week because I know what happens. The last time I wore that jacket back out there, even when we had Fitz Magic doing wonders and we were, had a winning record, they were like, oh, you're a Jets fan? Uh, uh. So I didn't even want to deal with the nonsense because I was going to be irritated. I, I may have swung at somebody if they actually did that to me. So I could I could not do it this week. But we have to get into the Zach Wilson conversation because it was ugly. Ugly. That's that's the best word to use. But we're all here now to discuss it. I know I know I know we watched the film. We can now dissect it. John, we'll kick it off with you. What have you learned? So man, I was so pissed off at the game watching Zach Wilson throw those interceptions at the most inopportune times. Right. And that was kind of multiplied with a muffed punt that didn't really go anywhere, but still annoyed me. The Greg Zerline field goal miss that was huge. I mean, everything just went wrong, but it really was on the lackadaisical approach of Zach Wilson. Plus I'm trying to get out of the parking lot at a MetLife it's impossible to get out of there. People screaming at me for no reason. And I'm listening to Zach Wilson on the radio and he's telling me he doesn't care about statistics, even though he threw seven interceptions versus the Patriots and he's getting, it's too old to throw the ball away. So that makes me even more aggravated at the same time. Also, listening to coach Sala telling me they love Elijah Moore. He's the best. We, we, we love him here. And Joe Douglas said that today too. Meanwhile, he, he had 10 snaps. All right, and, and one of those throws was a low throw, it was on third down, and, and Zach Wilson underthrew it, and and Moore was so pissed off, uh, which I mean he honestly has the right to be uh, at this point. So what did I learn about Zach Wilson? He made a lot of good throws, all right, like he made a lot of big plays. Conklin, a bunch of times, he had a nice throw to Wilson. He made some good throws. He overthrew Tyler Johnson, which he's prone to do, right, and then I feel like. Bill Belichick was kind of baiting him by making him roll out. It was kind of like yep. blitz. You you could see that he, like that it was overloaded on one side, and Zach Wilson was probably hyped. Like okay, perfect. They're blitzing from one side. I'll just roll out to the right, and he's cutting off half the field. At, at this point, you you got to throw. Everyone knows it's bad throws. You got to throw it away. I think he can improve. Like I'm not off on Zach Wilson. I don't think we should throw him out. You know, I think he could still be a, a good quarterback. But at the end of the day, we just need him to be Mark Sanchez. Literally, we just need him to game manage. Like Bart Scott today talking to Conklin on the Jets podcast. Like he used to have a red light, green light for Sanchez. Although like he couldn't change the play or he had to throw or he had to run it. 
Like, you know, they're simplifying it all the way to the very, very base, literally by lights, right? For, for, for Sanchez. I don't think we need to take it all the way down to that, but just be a game manager, man. Like when we were talking about, we don't, we don't care about statistics and we're all hyped and you were on the Elijah Moore, you know, uh, tour, I guess, right? To say we don't care about statistics, we just care about winning. I get it, but that's because you weren't turning over the ball. Like we're not talking about your yards. We're not talking about your touchdowns. We're talking about your turnover. That statistic matters. That changes the ball game. Penalties and turnovers, right? We uh, so all talking about. We need to win special teams. We need to run the ball and we need to play defense. Jets do that, right? So what did I learn? I I, I learned that Zach Wilson could could win games with this team. He could be the quarterback. He can manage. He made the throws. He just made stupid decisions. I hated his post game interview. I think Orlovsky was the man when he said he just needs to grow up. I 100% agree. But I think he will. I think he will. And I think it's this week against his Buffalo Bills team. Mm-hmm. I love that Greg mentioned uh, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. That's They're going to lock those two down. They're going to lock Gabe Davis down. They're going to lock Stephon Diggs down. Unless, you know, Dawson Knox probably going to get a couple catches. But listen to this. Every time Quincy Williams has a bad game, he always bounces back. And he had a bad game last week with those two missed tackles. Watching, rewatching those hurt my soul more than anything. So Cam Johnson of the team. Uh, Cam, Cam, Cam Reddish. I mean, Cam Reddish of the team. <laughs> Cam Reddish of the team. I mean, it is John Franklin Myers is a is the John Franklin Myers of this team. I don't even know how to put him, but he's frustrating as hell right now. Uh, getting these penalties. We get into that later. But I'm feeling good, man. I'm feel I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling okay about Zach Wilson. I I think he can be the quarterback this year. I'm not thinking Super Bowl. I'm just thinking playoffs. I think he can get us there. I think he's I think he's gonna beat the Patriots. I'm telling you right now. I think I think they're gonna come back and they're gonna beat the Patriots in New England mm. because the Jets after a bye week are they got embarrassed this week. I I like I legitimately think they got embarrassed. Like watching oh, them for sure. And we lost by five. We were the but, better team on the field, and we were. We, and our quarterback threw three insane They're, interceptions. We missed the. We we muffed the punt, and we missed the field goal, and we lost by five. There points. is nothing that Mac Jones did that game. The Patriots in general did that game that was so outstanding, except put pressure on Zach Wilson to make him believe he always had to roll out. That is the only thing the Patriots did well. Other than that. You know, you had Stevenson out there doing what he was supposed to do. John, it was, it's funny. I listened to you. I was saying the same thing. We didn't even get to talk about the game. Greg, we, we, we didn't even talk about the game, but we mentioned the same damn thing. It's like, yeah, we can't let this guy run out of the backfield. Oh, there it is. And it, it's just so annoying. But look, thankfully for the more- Bills, Alex, they, they just traded Zach Moss, right? For Naheem Hines. Naheem Times is not going to be ready. He's just coming yep. in like we saw James Robinson and it's just Devin Singletary. Like, Please, like we could stop just Devin Singletary and James Cook. Come on, like we better be able to stop them, Alex. We better, we, we better, better, we man. better, we better. And like the defense, it's not the defense, man. It comes down to the penalties on the defense, but there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing that the Patriots did that was just so outstanding. It's it, you don't even have to look at the stat sheet. If you just watch the game with your own eyes, you're like, this is. It was probably the most underwhelming loss. Then it was a great victory for the Patriots because it was ugly because of the turnovers and with the fact that we didn't score. And also this game was hyped up. Like the fact that it was hyped up is what made it gross. It was hyped up. No one even being at home. I couldn't get excited for the second half because it just sucked. 
the air was just taken out of everywhere, man, because we lost to a team that's oh, at we're better best, than that. that's at best mediocre. We're better than them. There's oh, no yeah. other way to put it. That, that, and that's the, Greg, what do that, you think, bro? Oh, sorry, Alex. Oh, sorry, no, sorry. no, no, that's it. No, 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 just, they're a mediocre I, team. I, I, I just think we're better than a mediocre them. team. Yeah, we're better than them. Yeah, man, I, I agree with both of you guys. I, I think that if we want to start with Zach Wilson, or, uh, we'll start with the Patriots. We're better than the Patriots. It's tough to beat the Patriots and the refs. I, we talked, I've said it now a zillion <laughs> times. The, the, the penalty after penalty, you know, like a lot of people talk about the John Franklin Meyer. I talked about the John Franklin Meyer one. The one that stood out to me more after going back and looking at it and going over just Twitter is the touchdown, the lone touchdown that the Patriots score where the blocker is out blocking before the ball's even thrown. Like that to me is so blatant and so obvious. The fact that that wasn't called in the red zone. It's not like you have to, <laughs> like if you're the referee unit, you're not covering the whole field. You're covering 10 yards. Like how do you miss that? You know, it's tough to do that. So I do Bro. think that we're better than the Patriots. We have a chance to prove it in two weeks. And hopefully the refing is just balanced. I don't even need it to Three be in weeks. our favor. Three, three weeks, weeks, bro. Yeah, we have three weeks to prepare for this game, call, and this game is going to be right in their brain. They didn't even call the offensive pass interference on Sauce Gardner where – I forget who, but you could just see him grabbing. Onto, I'm like, that is like so blatantly obvious that Sauce can't even get there. Yeah, it went out of bounds, but that is like textbook offensive pass interference. But it's like, hey, yo, I didn't see anything. I'm blind. Hey, what? It's crazy. Yo, It's, it's crazy. It's, and the Zach, the Zach Wilson stuff – you know, I, I agree. It was bad. He's the reason we lost. I think he knows. I think he was embarrassed by it. I think that's why the press conference was so bad. And I think it all goes back to a couple things. And a couple things being one is that he's young and he needs to mature. That's going to come with time. Mm -hmm. The mistakes that he made, I really do believe are fixable. Like, like Connor talks about it in the, in the interview coming up. Like, that some fans, when they're defenders of players, like latch on a certain throws that players make. And they're like, well, he can make these throws, so he's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. But good quarterbacks in the NFL make those throws consistently throughout the game, where other players that kind of fizzle out in the NFL make them once in a while. I thought Zach Wilson made good throws throughout that game. Mm -hmm. I think his big thing is, one, the terrible decision-making and bad throws, I think that's a fixable thing. I think, two, Alex, you talked about it, you pointed it out, and I think it's a great point. The unnecessarily, the unnecessary scrambling that he does when maybe he's under pressure, but a lot of times there was times where he wasn't really under pressure, where he could have stepped up in the pocket and tried to make oh, a play and extend the play a little bit. So many times and he's, he just he, stepped up into the pocket, bro. Jeez, and so it's not many. even that he's getting out of the pocket. It's that he's spinning and drifting back, and all of a sudden he's like 15, 20 yes. yards back from the yes. line of scrimmage. It's like, dude, where are you going? Yes. And then three, Connor talks about it too a little bit. When you watch, when you go back and look at the tape like we did this week, there's players that are wide open. Michael <laughs> Flores' offense is working. Players are beating who they're supposed to play. They're getting behind defenders and they're making plays. And Zach Wilson's just not able to find them. I think that's a combination of things. One, the offensive line isn't where we want it to be. Two, he's a young quarterback still trying to learn. So maybe he's not getting to his third, fourth, and fifth progression or whatever it might be that he needs to get to. And uh, three, it's just the repetitions with these players. Like Mims is a new guy that he hasn't got the same reps with because of Corey Davis you know, Elijah Moore, like everyone's still young, so they're still gelling and still figuring it out. 
My big takeaway on Zach Wilson is everyone wants to know if he's the guy or not. I don't know if he's the guy or not, but I think that the 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 bad is fixable. Yes. Whereas other quarterbacks around the league, I think the bad is not fixable. And you're in, you're just in a bad situation with your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think we're in a bad we're in a bad situation this week and this year with our quarterback because he's still young. But I think Zach Wilson can grow into be a franchise quarterback if he can right these wrongs. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, and even when I was tweeting about the game, you know, I had people telling me that this guy ain't it. He's trash. He's garbage. <laughs> this, that. I'm like, he's not garbage, bro. Like some of the throws he made this game were very impressive. Like you, yes, there was a lot of yak after these catches, but still the one to Garrett Wilson, the one that he found Conklin for like those two touchdown passes, those are solid passes that you want to see. It's can he be consistent and I I think he it's can he get consistent? I think he can. I think they're very correctable. I agree with you, Greg. It's putting that work in and understanding how to do it and being coachable to do it. Those are things I can't answer. Um but I think now? I think they're all I think they're all correctable. What? Is it now? Is it correctable now? I think I think some of it is. Yeah, I think So we got true. Buffalo. We I got we got the best team in the league this coming week, up. I think you know, athletes, athletes who could, there's athletes who can learn from what, a one week ago and make all those corrections the following week and then they're good to go. There's, there's athletes that can do that. Has Zach Wilson proved that he's that athlete? No, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that because we saw that last season. I, I'm gonna base it off last season. It's officially his second do. season. It's a, he's played 18 games. Yes. This is his 19th. It's officially year <laughs> two, Zach Wilson. It officially starts next week. Yes. He's got well, the Buffalo Bills at home. <laughs> nice well, start. I think I think he can learn from it. I think it's very hard, personally, just on my opinion, with like the amount of like practice time, the limited amount of practice time during the week. I don't think it's that correctable, especially when you're just doing walkthroughs and you're not really going full motion all the time. Like with with a lot so of what's repetitions, not what's not correct to do it. No, I think I think they are what's correctable. What's not correctable? No, in general, you're saying. No, yeah. just in one week from the, from last oh. week this week, those three interceptions. If you throw those three off his back two, foot, I don't think that I don't think that's correctable this season. I don't but think the Ty two, Johnson, two the, the Ty three, Johnson is not is not going to be fixed. He just overthrows right. players, right? But yeah, other than that, I, those I, other I two, think, if you just throw it away, then those are correctable. Yeah, like that's yeah, like, that's, correctable. that's one thing. That yeah. is correctable. Throwing it away yeah. is easily correctable. I think him throwing off his back foot is not correctable. I think that's another year <laughs> you're talking about. People for QB coach saying, look, man, you got to set yourself. When you roll out, you can't just do This is not college. And, I, and that's what he's playing like. In year two, he's still playing like it's college, BYU. Your dude's like wide open, 15 past, 15 yards past the corner. And it's like, no, there, this is, there's four freaking hats that you just threw to in Tyler Cockle trying to push it down the field. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, th- this ain't college. Like they're going to be there. Like this is NFL speed. So, I don't think that's correctable. I think that's a season, but definitely throwing out of bounds, that's an easy thing to correct. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 
So what's so, the score? What's the score this week, Greg? Jets versus Bills at uh, Jet Life Stadium. Your uh, boy John's uh, gonna uh, be there screaming his head off. I have again? Too, <laughs> again, and I have way too many people asking me if I'm gonna be there in the parking lot. So I'm gonna go early. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a. This is for me a typical old school Jets game. I'm going in there. I'm not expecting anything spectacular. I'm expecting a messy game. I'm expecting to have a lot of fun in the parking lot. And just kind of waiting to see what happens in the game. Like going into the Patriots game, I thought I thought there was an automatic win. I like I thought we were winning this game. 11, yeah, I mean, I, I took the I took I took the Jets minus nine and a half. I thought there was a chance we blow them out because I thought I thought we were gonna be the ones getting the ball, turning over, you know, turning over Mac Jones or Zappy or whoever they're rolling out there. You know, I thought it could go a different way. It almost did. I mean, if you take away the John Franklin Meyer thing, you know, it's 17 3 first half, like, you know, when we're rocking and we're rolling. Dude, I don't know. I saw Buffalo get sloppy in the second half against Green Bay on Monday night. Short week. Was it Monday night or Sunday night? Sunday night. You know, I think that there's a chance that it's 24. You're telling me there's a chance? 13. 24 13 bills. We're covering. I don't think we're winning this game, but I think we're covering this game. It's a huge spread. I just don't think we have multiple touchdowns in this offense right now with no Brees Hall and no and terrible play from Zach Wilson. Major regression last week. I don't see a big bounce-back opportunity here against one of the best defenses in the league. I do. To quote Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber, so you're saying there's a chance? I, I think he's going to bounce back. You think this is a bounce-back game? You think the Jets are going to win this game? I think, listen, I think Zach Wilson is going to play way better than he did last week, 100%. Okay. And I think our defense is being way underrated. Even okay. though PFF has us number one, I still think we're somehow extremely underrated. <laughs> and Only underrated because the offense has been... Like, no, no, no. I'm saying the defense specifically. Yeah. The de- that's what I'm saying. The defense is underrated because the offense is a stalled car, so it puts the defense in a bad position. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I I think Quincy Williams bounces back every time he has a bad game, and he shuts everybody up, including myself, at the front of the line. And the same thing with Greg Zerline and Braden Man. Every time they all have a bad game, I get on them, and then they respond. They know this is a big game. They know they have a bye week. Greg knows my philosophy. When a team has a a desperate team has a bye week the week after, they're definitely going to cover. Okay, so that's a guarantee. That's actually a guarantee. Like my actual brain thinks that. Now my stupid Jets brain, I'm telling you, this is an old school Jets game for me. This is me with my, I know they're going to lose. I know this is going to be a terrible time, but I'm going to go to this Jets game. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm in my brain going to think they're going to win the whole time. Like I've convinced myself they're going to win. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going and, you know, it's just a division game versus the Bills. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying this best team crap. It's the Buffalo Bills. Right, like Connor told me, I'm gonna, my kids are gonna tell me about watching Josh Allen and the Bills. No, I'm, I'm gonna tell them I, I watch Tom Brady and Josh Allen, and I hate them, and I enjoyed nothing about them. <laughs> All right, so this it is, wasn't cool to see them in person, despite what anyone else sucks. says. It sucked. You, you're lucky they didn't see them. Nah, it's not <laughs> like no, you're, you're, you should be happy you didn't see them. And I think we're gonna win 22-17. I'm, I'm so annoyed that that was the actual score last game because I was planning on making that my Jets Bills score for the third time to be a 22-17. I'm 
I'm so mad that it happened last week, but I'm taking it. It's I don't crazy. care. We should have bet it. We should have bet an exact score. <laughs> that would have paid out real nice. I'm taking 22-17 New York Jets because I just need it to happen. Of course, if they lose to the Bills, I'm okay. But my for real prediction is that we cover. We're gonna cover this game. Yeah, yeah. But we're gonna win by five. Um, and then everyone's gonna be back on the Jets bandwagon. Are they for real? Who knows what's gonna happen? It's a redemption time when we're going to New England after the week because I just don't want to be right. I just don't want to be right about my feeling last week about the Jets just uh, five and five staring us in the face. I just don't want to be right about that. I like I never wanted to be wrong so bad in my life. So week by week, I'm taking a week by week. We're gonna beat the Bills. If we lose to the Bills, I'm gonna say we're gonna beat the Patriots. I don't want to be five and five. I don't want to see five hundred. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm being honest. I agree with you, man. I don't want to see it. I'm unfortunately have to go the opposite direction this week, man. I'm usually optimistic and thinking about the Jets win, but the Bills are good, bro. Like the Bills are really, really good. Like we got talent. I'm just, I think I'm just concerned about Zach Wilson, man. I really am. Like we, we had Brees Hall. We had this running game. That helped us. And we put the shoulder, we put the, we put the emphasis on Zach Wilson to come win this game for us. And it scared me, bro. It scared the living daylights out of me that this is what it was. He's got talent. He's got arm talent. I'm just worried about the consistency. And Greg, you know, brought up like, do, is there anything correctable with this week? I think throwing out of bounds is correctable. The back foot stuff though. I don't like, and, and just trying to force it. I don't know, man. I think he's still going to try to be that gunslinger, Brett Farvin it up, trying to make things happen. I'm, I'm Whoa, concerned with sensitive that. Sensitive name right now. Sensitive name right I'm now. I'm just, I look, man, I guess it's sensitive name. There's a lot of players <laughs> that are sensitive topics right now. I'm saying Brett Favre from the quarterback in the old days of Green Bay Packers. And you go who, Fitzpatrick instead. Fitzpatrick, he's a gunslinger. <laughs> Let's go Fitzpatrick. Better yet, I got a better one. Jay Cutler. The gunslinger that's Jake. There you go. There you go, Jake. More controversy. More controversy. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I think it's going to be a close game. I think, I think the Bills only win by a field goal, but it's hard for me, man, to, to Tyler Bass. Hey, I have, I have him fantasy, (laughs) (laughs) but I feel it's a tough one, man. I want to be wrong. I really hope I'm wrong because I'm with you, John. I do not want to go five and five into the bye, but no, no, it wouldn't be into the bye. It'd be, it'd be, we'd still be above five hundred. But oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. We'd be five and four, but yeah, I would be. I, I'm more confident that we go into New England and beat the Patriots because there's some anger there. But okay, what do you got for? I've had anger for two decades, bro. I've had the anger for two decades. It does nothing. Go ahead. What do you got for this Jets Bill score? How dare you, man? How dare you? Things things could change, John. I believe in change. What do I got for the score? Give me a give me a give me a twenty four twenty one score. Jets win. Bills okay. win. For, I said Bills win. Unfortunately, Bills win. Okay, you're wrong. All right, you're wrong. Good. I hope I am. Greg's man. wrong. Jets win. All right. I hope so, man. I really hope so. But yo, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to stick around. For the Connor Hughes interview that's coming up. But before you do that, make sure to hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening to on any audio platform, please make sure to subscribe. If you listen on Spotify or Apple, give us that five-star rating. If you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment and review. And make sure to check out our other podcast that's partnered with Minute Media. 
like this podcast is part part of what made me a fan side. Check out Winning Picks Weekly with John Fitty, producer Greg, and our guy and coach Chip Murphy. These guys got you covered for sports betting. All right, so stay tuned. After this break, we're going to be talking to Connor Hughes. What up, Jets Nation? Joining us today, we got the one and only beat reporter covering the New York Jets and the New York Giants. I can put the Jets first because this man's been with the Jets, <laughs> and we're Jets fans. You know how it is. We got the one and only, the magnificent man himself, Connor Hughes. Connor, how are you doing today, man? How are you feeling? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. This is awesome. Thank you for joining us. Come on. We got a lot of questions. We appreciate yeah. your time. And we can just hop right into it, man. Uh, look, trade deadline happened today. We know the Jets, they, they traded Jacob Martin for, uh, they traded Jacob Martin and a fifth rounder to get a fourth rounder for 2024. And earlier last week, we traded for James Robinson. How do you think, what do you feel about those moves right now for, for the New York Jets? Well, low risk, uh, lo- low risk, kind of low reward. I think, you know, James Robinson, it was a, a need and a necessity. And, and he was in a situation in Jacksonville where he would kind of, not played himself out of favor. He just wasn't seeing the playing time anymore because uh, obviously the guy in front of him is a, a pretty damn good player. So he obviously wasn't seeing the touches that he was earlier. So the Jets were able to get him for for basically pennies on the dollar. He's not Brees Hall. I, I don't think anyone thinks that he is Brees Hall, but he's somebody who's going to stabilize that unit, kind of give the Jets a nice little three-headed attack there with Mike Carter, uh, James Robinson. Then you'll have Ty Johnson kind of rotating in on third downs and things like that, kind of like you saw against the New England Patriots. And then with with Martin, it's just a situation where this is a guy who kind of just had fallen out of the rotation, like, right? I mean, I remember touching base with some of the Jets coaches after they had signed Martin, and, and they were pretty pumped up about him because they saw him as a, as a very high-productive player. Maybe the numbers statistically weren't there in terms of sacks, but his pressure rate was good. He won. He disrupted the passer. But if you listen to how I'm describing Martin right now, I'm, I'm basically describing a, a poor man's Bryce Huff, right? I mean, that's kind sure. of what he's been doing. So with Jermaine Johnson getting healthy now, with Huff being as uh, disruptive as he is on on pretty much just a, a 10-snap pitch count pretty much when he's out there, uh, there just really wasn't a spot for Martin. So this was an opportunity for the Jets to go in the fifth round, move on up into the fourth round, and and just kind of you know get a, get another little piece of the puzzle there for Joe Douglas to play with. But two low-risk moves. Uh, Martin, obviously, like I said, improving their draft stock. And then with Robinson, a, a stabilization of the running back position. Do you, yeah. think that, uh, do you think that fourth rounder that we acquired is going to be a- ammunition for next year or something else? Or do you think that's just something the Jets and Joe Douglas plan on using uh, in the future? Honestly, I don't even think the Jets know, right? I mean, if you would have thought, think, think about the offseason last year, right? Around, around the, uh, just before the owners meetings when Tyreek Hill became, when Tyreek Hill was made available by the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I don't think anybody thought the Chiefs were going to trade Tyreek Hill during the 2021 season, right? And then the offseason comes, some things happen. They realize they're not going to be able to get a contract done. So they move them and, and the Jets had, from accumulating all of this draft asset and this draft capital, they had the assets to, to make an, an offer to the Chiefs that the Kansas City Chiefs accepted. Like that's the, you know, the Jets weren't outbid. Like the Chiefs accepted their offer. They also accepted the Dolphins offer. And then they kind of said to Tyreek, okay, where do you want to go? We'll let you pick. Um, this fourth round pick, I, I don't know how it's going to be used yet. If Joe Douglas ends up using it in the fourth round, packaging it to acquire a player, I, I really don't know. Uh, but it certainly just gives him more ammunition to do something. You know what I mean? And, and who knows what can pop up because in, in the NFL, things tend to change, uh, on a moment's notice. Absolutely. You know, on that same kind of note, like Mims and Moore, right? They, <laughs> you know, two players who obviously asked for a trade during, you know, this last year and a half, yeah. I, w- I would say, 
And I guess the story also is that we didn't trade them, right? We also had some mm-hmm. weird maneuvers with the backup quarterbacks, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> upgrading Streveler. I, I thought maybe, uh, a, you know, Mike White slash Joe Flacco trade maybe was in the works for maybe like the Titans or something. Mm-hmm. Bryce Hall also not talked about at all. No moves there. Any kind of thoughts on the overarching team? I know you've been, you know, hassled enough about the Mims and Moore situation. So just an overall theme on the non-trades. Uh, I'll go player by player because I think that's, okay. that's probably the easiest way to answer it. So with Denzel Mims, uh, the Jets were totally open to trading. Like they, they were open to trading him at the end of training camp. They were open to trading him at any point before this week. I mean, they, they were totally open to making a deal, uh, where things started changing a little bit with Denzel Mims and the Jets willingness to let him go, uh, was when Corey Davis got hurt. So when Corey Davis went hurt, suddenly I remember I touched base with somebody over at the Jets because I, he actually, I thought like a Giants Jets deal of like Denzel Mims going there could have worked. And I remember touching base with somebody over there and, and, and I was told, um, by, by a front office guy that, that, you know, uh, how can we trade Denzel? The quote was, we need him now. You know what I mean? And, and that's exactly. really what's happened because, you know, Corey went down and that's the position that Denzel Mims plays is Corey Davis's position. And you saw with Corey Davis out, Denzel Mims got a ton of rep, a ton of work. Uh, this past weekend against the, the New England Patriots. So I, I think in, if, if Corey Davis was still healthy and, and not literally limping around the, the one jets drive right now with, with clearly an injury that is, that is causing him some pain and probably going to sideline him a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they would have been more open to trading Mims, but it kind of went from, you know, he wants out. The jets are willing to send him out for the right deal to no, no, no. We actually need him now for our offense. Uh, with Elijah Moore, he too was available if anybody wanted to give the Jets a first round pick. Like, that's the thing is the Jets kept saying, like, we're not trading Elijah Moore. We're not trading Elijah Moore. We're not trading Elijah Moore. Every single person has a, has a value to Joe Douglas. You know, aside from a true franchise quarterback, there really isn't anybody that can't be acquired for the, the, the draft capital. But the thing is, is that no one was going to give the Jets a first round pick for Elijah Moore, which is why the Jets said, yeah, Elijah Moore is not going anywhere. We're keeping him. So teams called on Elijah Moore. The Jets answered the phone and they were like, yeah, if you want to give us this, we'll give you them. And every team was like, yeah, well, we're not. So Elijah Moore clearly was, was, uh, you know, staying with the team. So that one was one that was done. Uh, who were the, oh, Bryce Hall. Everyone always asks about Bryce Hall. Like, I, I feel this is like, he's not really that good. Yeah, he was I mean? our darling, Connor. He was the only thing that we had for like yeah. two straight years, right? So that, that, yeah, now you like, have a lot more. Yeah. yeah now you have a lot. This is like going from like, like, you know, like in the past, you guys had like a little goldfish as your pet. And now you got like a great Dane Doberman or something like that. Like out in the secondary house. We still care house. about the goldfish, man. We yeah, I know you, lo- goldfish. you love the goldfish, but it's a goldfish. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's yeah. the thing is he's not winning any awards. Like that's the thing. And, and he's not really that great of a player. You know what I mean? I mean, I think he's serviceable, but he doesn't really contribute much on special teams. He's kind of an, an okay outside corner if you have to play him as a reserve. And so, look, if anybody called the Jets, I mean, like, we'll give you a five for, for Bryce Hall, they would have been like, okay, like, take him. I mean, this is a corner who's like backup, backup corner and not playing and has been inactive, what, like the last four or five games? Like, I can't even, I, I don't think he's been active all a year. lot, at least like for, yeah, like all year. Like, I don't even know. I don't even can't remember if he's been active, honestly. But, like, he's not active. He's not playing. So if anybody wanted him, the Jets would have given him. The thing is, is that, like, nobody was trading for Bryce Hall. Like, that, like yeah. that's, like, I remember I saw a report out there that, like, like Jets open to dealing Bryce Hall or something like that. I was like, yeah, yeah no shit. Like, I mean, <laughs> okay. the, corner who's inactive, the corner who's inactive, like, if you want to give me a draft pick for him, like, yeah, I'll accept that. Like, that was kind of common sense, not, not, like, groundbreaking whatever. So I think with him, it's just, it's just something where like there's, I mean, look, no team that's going to give up draft assets for him. Like you look at what some of these players go for. Like I, now look, I'm more in the boat of like, 
I think draft picks are so overvalued and so overrated. Like, I'm mm-hmm. more team with the Rams do. Like, if you can trade a second-round pick for, say, like, Von Miller, like, or first-round pick for Von Miller, it's like, if you told me I was going to get Von Miller in the draft for two years, I would, I would do that in the draft. Like, I would get Von Miller production in the draft. I would, tr- I would draft that in the first round. So if you can guarantee you're getting it with a trade, just trade the damn pick. Like, that's so, so, my stance on it all. So, but like, it's, so you would have, you would have traded for Bradley Chubb for that first rounder, like that Miami. No, game? not him. No, not, okay. the only reason I say no to that is just because the defensive line's loaded, but I would have, I would have traded for Tunsil. Like, I would have done that. Like, I would have given the first for Tunsil because in my opinion, he's 28 years old. He's an all a pro. I don't know if he's been an all pro yet, but he's a, he's a pro bowl level left tackle and he's 28. So like, you know, you're going to have him for at least the next six or seven years. So if you're holding on to that first round pick, right? My thought process, this isn't how the Jets think or, or Joe Douglas or anyone, I think like there's literally the Rams are the only ones that think this way is that in my opinions, like if you told me in the first round, I'm going to draft an offensive tackle, right? And you're going to tell me in the first round that tackle is going to turn into Laramie Tunsil. I'd be like, hell yeah, sign me up, yeah. right? Yeah, so if you can really, just take yeah. that pick and guarantee yourself that you're getting Laramie Tunsil, like do it. Like like in my mind, I'm like just do it. But like every GM they look at, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know why. They, double the GM assets. That was like that. Double yeah, the assets, right? Because you give up the first round pick and then you pay him mm-hmm. your salary, and now you're kind of just stuck with one guy, and then he gets hurt, and now yeah. you know now you're the New York Jets. <laughs> like that's what it all comes yeah. back to. Ouch. Yeah. But that's, that, on that point, though, Connor, that kind of leads to my next question, because you mentioned it on SNY today, where you noted the Jets were not going to make a major move because yeah. they're not a move away. So where do you think this team stands then if they're not ready to do that? Well, I, I think I think they're a, a playoff contender right now. And, and I think they like they meaning they, they have a chance to make the playoffs. I, I think that's probably what I would say is that they have a chance to make the postseason. I don't think they would get out of the first round of the playoffs, right? Because that would put them in line to play the number two seed, right? Theoretically, well, well, if, the Jets the- if we're not seventh, all we, like at first we were all about, we just needed the Jets to be in the hunt. Like we just want mm-hmm. meaningful games. Just like, just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, but that now- was when they were going to start this, start the year three and five, not five and three. Like, yeah, exactly. When you went five games before the <laughs> yeah. bye during what's supposed to be the brutal part. Shit changes, man. Like now, yeah. now it changed. Like now yeah. you're talking playoffs. So like, I don't think they'll win a playoff game. But there's like no one that you could add with the exception of like, this is not a Zach Wilson insult, but unless you could go out there and get like a Josh Allen or a, a Aaron Rodgers or a legitimate stud franchise quarterback, that's the only thing you could put on this Jets team and be like, Oh, okay. Now we're a contender, but the Jets, obviously there's that player is not there. Like you can't go and acquire that player. He's not available via trade. So it's like, there's no. There's no one player that was going to be out there for them to go grab that they believed would take them from competing for the playoffs, hopefully getting in the playoffs if Zach Wilson improves his play, to Super Bowl contenders. So in their mind, it was like instead of like trading multiple picks to go get one guy, let's keep our assets, keep developing the youth, keep developing our coaching staff, and try to get into the postseason. And then next year, use those draft picks to round out the roster. And maybe at the trade deadline next year, the Jets are, we can make that statement. They are one player away where you could see them make a splash move for like Christian McCaffrey, like that kind of a splash move you could see them do. Okay. Speaking of our main man, Zach Wilson, I mean, we, we, we can't hold on any longer. Oh yeah. We, we as Jets fans, we were super hyped going into the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, last game. I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts about how MetLife was from your perspective, but you know, Everybody, uh, including Jets organization, working on getting the fans in, working on yeah. that pregame. It was loud in that first mm-hmm. half. 
And of course it was pin drop silent in the second half because we didn't score. Like that's, that's a part of it, right? So it's not, it's not only on us being quote unquote bad fans. Like everyone, like Chris. Oh, you guys are great fans. No, that's bullshit because you got, they hyped you all up and then, and then you lose. Like, like you can't, that's the tough thing of like when you go like be in your seats. And I was all for it. I was fine with like, but the tough thing about when you're saying like be in your seats an hour early. Scream, be loud, bring Come out it. in a well, bane mask, CJ Mosley. Yeah, yeah, the fans did. Like the fans brought it. The Jets didn't bring it. Like the offense, aside from that that drive, the six play, whatever drive where he, fought, he hit Conklin, Conklin the yep. offense didn't bring it. The the run game was non-existent. Zach Wilson had some flash plays, but but was bad. The offensive line wasn't great. Like the Jets weren't exciting. What they, they had like ten points in the first half, right? I think that's what they scored. It was, yes, it was 10, 10 points six, in the first half. Po- yep, yeah. it was 10 points. Yeah, so you also like include a must Yeah, so it's like they're, 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 you you beg your fans to bring it. The fans do bring it, but then you respond with kind of a dud or uh, yes, a dud. You know what I mean? So it's it's tough to like make that argument. I don't I don't I don't blame the fans for that. Like you hype them up and then it's like you hype me up for this, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because the defense is top, man. The defense is top oh, yeah. notch, and of course we get the annual. You know, Patriots at MetLife with an insane call, right? We have Austin Sverian Jenkins. We got last year oh, with yeah. the, with the that. forward progress fumble. Yeah. Right now we have this, you know, the, the pick six that wasn't. This is two pick sixes right in yeah. front of my eyes. I know it doesn't matter in front of your eyes too, right? Remember in yeah. Green Bay, right? That should have been a pick six. We're all going crazy. Yeah. But for me, the, the, the defense is doing so well. Special teams had a bad day, but for the Jets offense to, okay, you turn the ball over. Fine. I, I don't love it, but fine. You, you, we gave the Patriots two six points with no first downs. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. But the the way those interceptions happen, I know Zach Wilson's annoyed about it. I know everyone's annoyed about it. I know they they wish they had the throws back. But to be honest with you, like I'm trying to get out of that parking lot, right? We're all we're, we're all we're all pissed off leaving MetLife, and we have you know the Jets fifth quarter on, and we're listening and we're listening to Zach Wilson's presser, and he's yeah. just like. You know, I mean, you were there and you're part of it, but you know, he, he, he's, he's, he's saying it gets old throwing the ball away. You know, yeah. you know, you know, it gets old. Like it's wild. Th- this feeling, this feeling that we have, that's what, that's what's getting wild old, statement right? for a quarterback to say, I'm getting tired of throwing the ball away. You know, what was, get- you know, it was more wild though. Like to me, like listening to it, it wasn't even like, like that was, that was like here. I mean, I appreciated the honesty, like, like a hundred percent. I appreciate because he was very, very honest with that. Like saying like, dude, I'm getting bored doing it. But what I was kind of more like in my head, like, ding, like, that's weird, was when he kind of just brushed off the first interception, like, oh, there was nothing wrong with that one. And then just like, like the second one was like, I just need to throw it more out of bounds. And the third one was like, I was just trying to make a play. It's like, that first pass was bad. Like, he wasn't he falling, like, he was kind of like off his back foot, sailed yep. it way over Ty Johnson's head. Was, that wasn't like a, a play where like pass. it was a 50 50 ball or the DB ripped it out of a receiver's hands or like just an insane diving pick. Like, that was a shitty throw, too. Like yep. that was a very bad pass, and it was just like, oh, there's nothing wrong with. It. Like basically, I think he literally said there was nothing wrong with that. Yeah, one. he did. Yeah. Like, and that's where I was like, man, that's it was just. But I think that, again, this was one where, I mean, I, I think he went into this one expecting, like, excited that the offense was going to be opened up more for him with Brees Hall out. I think there is, like, Dan Orlovsky touched upon it. There is, there is an arrogance and and somewhat ego to it, which is fine. Every quarterback has that. Like, every quarterback is super, super confident, teetering on arrogance, where it's like, I believe I can make every single throw, which you want your quarterback to have. But to have that arrogance and and go in and expect something, and then just kind of get embarrassed, and and you know, I think Zach's rookie season obviously was not good, 
but there was a lot of like, well, look at this. This isn't great around him. This isn't this. It's first year. He's a rookie. He's learning. He's learning. He's learning. I think this was the first time where, and this surprised me a lot after the fact, is that I think this was the first time where he was getting almost universally ripped. You know what I mean? Like, like as reporters, like in New York, like it's not uncommon to be critical of the quarterback or criticize the quarterback. But I think what surprised me in the aftermath of this one was that it was nationally he was getting ripped. Like I saw like Judy Batista wrote a column about like time to question if the Jets have the quarterback. Uh, Kimberly Martin, ESPN National, she mm-hmm. made a similar comment. Obviously, all of us that cover the team locally were making the comment. I mean, ESPN Get Up is making it. Dan Rolofsky is getting up. And I remember mm-hmm. like I tweeted some critical commentary of Wilson during the game. And like when I criticized the quarterback, one of the things I'm always fascinated to do is go and look at the mentions of that, of being critical <laughs> of the quarterback. And what I can go back to is like Sam Darnold, right? Like, so when I would criticize Sam Darnold, by the, even by the tail end of Sam's year, like by the tail end of Sam's tenure with the Jets, like those final couple games that he played, when I would rip him, I would go into my mentions and I would say it was only like 60, 40, 55, 45 still pro Sam or still anti Sam. Like it was pretty close anti Sam. Yeah. Like 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 yeah. 55 45 like anti Sam. We, we were there part of still, that. We were part of that yeah, whole like, we were definitely we, pro we Sam. There was a, but there was a end, large man. there was a large <laughs> yeah. contingent of people that were still pro Sam. Like yeah. super super pro Sam. What I was stunned was in the middle of this Patriots game and after this Patriots game, it was like 70 30 80 20 anti Wilson. Mm-hmm. Like there was like an alarming number of Jet fans that were like, I've seen enough I'm done. And I think maybe it was because the last three weeks or so, while, while Zach was not playing particularly well against the, the, the Dolphins, the um, Packers, and against the Broncos, the Jets were still winning and running the ball. And you could be like, okay, he's managing game, managing game, managing game. Well, this was the first time he couldn't manage the game. The Jets had to put it on him to go win the game. And he looked like that. And I think it was like, it really, it really turned the fan base. I remember talking to a couple of our, couple other analysts and being like, I'm very surprised that it's, there's still obviously the people that are going to defend him and, and always going to defend the quarterback. But the number of people that weren't, I was really surprised by it. And it was actually, Connor Rogers was, was the one I was talking to about it. Mm-hmm. And he said, he goes, he, he was his reasoning for it because he saw it too was that it's because you guys have pretty much gone from like rookie quarterback to rookie quarterback that like there wasn't that like veteran bridge at all where it's like the patience is wearing thin. Like I was very surprised at how quickly people were turning on Zach after that game. I also think too that it's the talent that we gave Sam, like Sam Darnold had no oh, That offense is loaded, like, dude. Even without yeah, Davis. And that's loaded. the other thing. Zach Wilson actually has talent on this team. There's no mm-hmm. excuse for him. So when you see a quarterback that's been touted as like, you know, he's the number two overall pick. He's got this talent. We're talking about this crazy. We're talking about off-platform throws, which kind of irritates me because I've never heard that term before until <laughs> Zach Wilson. And I'm like, what is this? But anyway, you know, you have all this hype for him. And then when you give him all this talent around him and you see it with Brees Hall, even though he was out, he was out and he's gone for the season, you see the offensive line that's still trying to manage. And it was even an offensive line issue, really. Like, sure, yeah. he was, he was getting some pressure from the Patriots, but there were some queen pockets he could have stepped up into and he didn't. He just rolled out and extended missing receivers for, are for wide no reason. Too. Yeah. And yeah. he had some, he had Mid- some, <laughs> and I think that's when you see that. And I feel like that's kind of adding on to it as well. Where with Sam Donald, it's like, all right, he's got Kierce, Mims, if he's available at any point. But for this, it's uh, like, yeah. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like for, for this, it's like you have talent. You got everything you kind of need. And the yeah, plays are would, working too. 
Like, yeah. like I know a lot of people are ripping LaFleur, and I've seen that yeah. a lot too. When the receivers are open, that means the play is working. So like yeah. when you see like Denzel Mims open behind the defense for a would-be touchdown, when you see Garrett Wilson open behind the defense for a touchdown, jumping up and down, waving his hands, the plays are working. Like Zach's got to get it there. And yep. I don't really know why he's not. You know Even I mean? Elijah like, Moore. Elijah Moore last yeah. game on his one target, that was a third down, and it was just short. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was out and it was just short. Yeah. It could have been an Elijah Moore catch yeah. and a first down. I mean, yeah. I, from my perspective, what's so frustrating, again, is how it happened. Like, it was lackadaisical. It was you're throwing the ball away and it's interceptions. Yeah. It's off your back foot. And then mm-hmm. you tell me you don't care about statistics. You give me, you threw seven interceptions in the two games you had versus the Patriots. You know, yeah. how's that for a statistic? Like, that's yeah. all I think about. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, when I'm showing up, that's all I think about. So we're yeah. trying to move on here. Like, we, we, we're, we're Zach Wilson believers. Like, all we need mm-hmm. him to do, man, at this point in time, just be Mark Sanchez. I never thought I'd say that in my <laughs> yeah. I just need him to be Mark Sanchez, right? Just like, as, yeah. as Bart Scott said, just punt the ball. Let's hit yeah. field goals. Let's play defense. And we trust you in certain situations. Yeah. So let me ask you this, right? We're, we're, we're moving mm-hmm. on to the Bills here. Yeah. Do you, do you think that this organization, like, you've been around the Jets for, let's say, a decade. Like, do you think this organization yeah. God, that's has... Scary, but yes. Yeah, right. Like, do you, like, do you think that this regime has a wherewithal to like, they were they were on such a high, an unexpected high, and then they fell off a cliff, right? Like the Jets fans are pissed, the, the team is annoying yeah. everyone. It, it's all over. It all imploded in one week, and now mm-hmm. we go up against the best team in the league at home as double digit underdogs. Like, do you think that the Jets could get up for this game, and how do they do that? I'm sure they'll get up for it. I mean, it's because you're, you, you're playing the best. So every single one in the locker room, I mean, they, they want to go toe to toe with the best. I mean, they don't look at it saying like, Oh my God, it's the bills. They go look and say, let's go beat the snot out of the mother effing bills. Like that, that's what they look at. And now, like, I don't think there's any animosity towards Buffalo. Like there's animosity towards the Patriots. Like I think the bills are a pretty classy organization and they're a pretty classy team. Like the, it's not like they ran the score up against the Jets. <laughs> Uh, last year. So I don't think there's like that bitter, disgusting rivalry, but it's, I, I think it's, it's, you, they're going to get up to go after them. The, the problem is just that there is like such a stark difference between the two teams. I mean, the, like Josh Allen is, is all world. Like I, I think, mm-hmm. I, I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's that of a hot take. Like I think he's better than Mahomes. I think he's playing better than Herbert, obviously better than Rogers and them. So you're going up against the best quarterback in the NFL who has a good offensive line in front of him, weapons in the backfield, arguably a top three receiver in, in digs out wide. And then defensively, they're just every level has playmakers, whether it's in the secondary, whether it's at linebacker, whether it's on the defensive line. I mean, there's playmakers everywhere for the Bills that it's just like the Jets just don't match up well against them. And I think it's going to be ugly for that reason because the talent is is so different. And I think the Jets are probably like, a year and a half, two years away from getting to where the Bills are. I think they have players on their roster right now that will someday be like the stars on the Bills, but they're still so young. You know what I mean? Like Sauce Gardner needs experience. Garrett Wilson needs experience. Elijah, experience. You know, Quinn and Williams still needs probably one more year to like really get there. Like they have good players that are going to be great, but the Bills have the players that are already great. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's going to be a tough, like Jets are going to get up for it. I just don't know how long they can withstand. Like you might have like a tough, for, a tough first quarter, tight first quarter, and then you'll just see Buffalo pull away because 
The one thing about the Bills is, is they're so well coached that they're not going to like lay down or roll over. It's not like they're going to look at this as a trap game. Like Sean McDermott's going to have them going, 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 going. Yeah, it sounds about right. This is going to be a, di- <laughs> I, f- I, f- I agree with you, Connor. This is going to be a difficult game. And I think yeah. I-, I want your opinion though. If the Jets are fully healthy, do you think it's still a full game? Like for all four quarters, or do you think it'd still slip away? No, no. I, I just think this isn't a knock on the Jets. I just think the Bills are so good. Like it's, it's, I, I just really believe the Bills are just in a class of their own right now. Okay. I mean, they, they can toy with the best of the best. Like really, like they can toy with the best of the best. I mean, they would have beaten the Packers by 14 more points than they did. Josh Allen just threw some kind of like weird interceptions where he got arrogant, but I, I just don't, I don't see this one being overly close. I, I don't. I mean, I could, maybe I'm wrong, but like, I just, I think it's going to be so, so stark. And it's, it's uh, the Bills have the tendency. Here's what the Bills like offensively. Offensively, I think the Jets can at least fight the Bills' offense. Like, I think they, it's not like I don't think the Bills are going to drop like 45 or 50 on the Jets. The problem is that I think that the Jets' defense is just going to be worn down because I don't see how the Jets' offense can put up points on the Bills' defense based off of what I saw from Zach last week because the Bills are going to load the box and stop the run. Like, like how to beat the Jets, the blueprint's now out there. The Patriots gave it to the world. Like, they basically said, stop the run and make them use Zach Wilson. Like that's and and if he if Zach Wilson what the Patriots showed and what everyone's going to believe until Zach Wilson proves it otherwise is that they said if you stack the if if you make Zach Wilson throw the ball more than twenty times a game he's going to make those three what the f throws right like he's going to have two or three oh my god what the hell was that throws and defensively you just have to capitalize on it and the way that you force Zach Wilson throw twenty five times is you shut down the run. So I think you're going to see them stack the box, man up on the outside, and dare Zach Wilson to throw it and make Zach Wilson throw it. And if we're going just off of what we've seen the last every single quarter except for that fourth quarter against the Steelers, you can say, like, that's not going to bode well for the Jets. So if the offense is going three and out or the offense is turning it over and the defense comes out, lights out, and says, say they force a three and out or they force, like, two straight Bills punts, well, when they're back on the field immediately and then back on the field immediately, they're just going to get worn down. Like, I I go to the... um the game against the the Falcons last year in London. The Jets had a chance to win that game, but by the time you got to the fourth quarter, the defense had basically played two games worth of snaps already. Like, they were exhausted, so the Falcons were able to go right down the field when they needed to go right down the field. That's what I think could happen just quicker against the Bills. Like, it was already really tough to limit this team to, like, 20 points, but if the Jets had, like, a a, a good offensive attack and their defense, I think they could keep the Bills to, like, under 30, like 24 right around there. And then if they score 28 or they score 27, they could win. The problem is that, well, I think you can get that defensive effort early. I don't see the Jets offense moving the ball enough and their defense is just going to get worn down. And that's when you'll see the Bills just kind of have the, there's the potential for the Bills to kind of blow the doors off. Yeah, man. I mean, here's the thing, even with the best of the teams, like with the Cincinnati and let's just say with New England, the defense, Mm -hmm. you know, held up and the issue was the penalties, right? So, you know, I could be the tinfoil, you know, hat Jets fan. Every time the Patriots come through, something weird mm-hmm. happens. We go to Green Bay. They don't call Brees Hall getting hit, you know, five yards over the yeah. sideline, right? It's just, it, is it a discipline thing or, or is John Franklin Myers, you know, getting that rough in the passer against Cincinnati, which turned into points or the, you know, the rough in the passer this game, which obviously negated a pick six. Like, yeah. is this a discipline they have one last issue? Year too. Yeah. I think with JFM, it's just, he's just got to be smarter. I think this is three now. Like I, I'm fairly certain he had one last year. Had one last year, had one against the Bengals, had one against the Patriots. And I know, like, it's, you can say, like, oh, it's a little ticky tack or, you know, could it have been thrown? Could it have not been thrown? 
there's still the argument to be made of whether that was a penalty or not. And I've seen the replay. He definitely hits him after the ball is thrown. Like he pushes him after the ball is thrown. And you want to say like, oh my God, how are you going to call that? Well, yeah, you can make that argument. But also Franklin Myers, JFM, put the referee in a position where he could. Like once you see the ball, go, just don't hit him. Just don't, just don't. And once the ball is out, don't hit the quarterback. Right? It wasn't going to be a sack. The ball was gone. And then he pushes him forward and like, la- like launches and pushes him forward. Like just don't do it. Like you put yourself in a position where the referee can make that call. He okay, put himself about, in a position. What about CJ Mosley going in for a tackle and Mac Jones literally putting his head down and CJ hitting it with well, his Well, that's shoulder. just protecting like, a quarterback. That's just, that's, oh that's, 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 <laughs> okay. that's NFL 2022. I agree. <laughs> I agree. That's a bullshit penalty, but it's also 2022. Like, right, so, it's so 2022. It, so you don't think it's a team discipline issue, right? You're saying maybe individuals. I think it's maybe. a JFM. Yeah. I mean, you don't okay. see Quinnen doing that shit. Like, okay, you, okay. you don't see like, Sauce or, or Whitehead or like, I mean, there's no one else. It's, it's JFM's like, I think the, like, you obviously will have some penalties and like the secondary sure. and some things that just don't go your way. Like CJ won. Sure. Like there's no, like there was nothing else CJ Mosley could have done, but still you have the contact to the head and it's 2022. So the flag's <laughs> coming out. Like that's just the league that, that we watch now. Like that's just, that's just the, the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't, I don't, th- I don't look at the Jets as like an undisciplined. When, when Todd Bowles coached this team, that was an undisciplined team. Like that was an undisciplined football team. I don't look at that with with this Jets team at all. Like I don't see discipline as an issue for them at all. All right, I, I, I want the sixth seed, Connor. I want the sixth seed. I'm, I'm not, uh, the seventh is. Who would that is put them in? Like Ravens? That probably yeah, put Ravens, them against we, the we, we Ravens. Go to Titans or Ravens? Oh, I think you know what? I lied. If they play Titans, they beat Titans. Titans are so fraudulent. I mean, they're like Oof, they're not that there. good. We yeah. can get there, if man. Six yeah. seed, we could. We, if six seed, we could win an actual playoff game. Which I mean. That, that, yeah. that's all I'm praying well, think for. Well, who's, who's, who else would be in the running? I've looked at the NFL. It's crazy how bad everyone is. So it's like, Miami. maybe the, my, Miami. So yeah. So Miami's gonna, Miami would be a wild card team. The Jets would Cincinnati. be a wild card team. Cincy, yeah. Cause they won't catch the Ravens. So yeah, those would be the three. Yeah. So the and Jets would the have Colts, to, mm, Colts and Chargers. The bad thing is the Jets depends. aren't gonna have, well, they would have the tiebreaker on the Dolphins, I guess. But I think the Dolphins are just gonna win more games than the Jets. They're really talented. Um, I think your issue is going to be not having that tiebreaker against the Bengals, which probably puts you at seven, not six. But who knows? Man. That's what we're praying for, man. <laughs> That's what we're praying yeah. for over here. We just want. We came <laughs> yeah. into the season hoping for in the hunt. Now we're in playoff talks, so I'm just happy about that. I'm yeah, it comes out of Zach. Point. It all comes out of Zach. If Zach is average, if Zach it finds finds some kind of potion at, at, at during the bye and becomes average, then yeah, you absolutely have a chance to be six. The problem is that if you have the Zach Wilson against the Packers, the Zach Wilson against the Broncos and the Zach Wilson against the Patriots, or even Zach Wilson just against the Packers and the Broncos. If that's your quarterback for the rest of the year, you've got a problem because you don't have Brees Hall to save the day anymore. Like you had a superhero in the backfield with Brees Hall that like you just give the guy the ball 25 times and he's going to break one or two of them. Like that's how good he is. He's just like, he's going to break one. You know what I mean? Like that's what's going to happen with him. He's gone. And Mike Carter is like a solid player. He's not great. And James Robinson's a solid player. He's not great. You don't have that threat in there anymore, which puts the pressure on the quarterback. So Zach can't really hide behind Brees anymore. He needs to be better. And if he's Broncos, Packers, Zach Wilson, like they're going to have problems the back half of the year. Uh, Patriots are going to have problems back half of the year. He needs to just be average. Like that's the baseline we got to get to is just an average quarterback. Worry about being superstar, great, good after that. Just be <laughs> average. And that's when the Jets can fight for that six spot. Do you I think, think he can, can get it. to being I average? He can do it. I think he can do it, man. Do you think he can do it? Uh, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you got to go off what you see. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and I know that like, I, I know, I know in practices it hasn't been pretty. 
Like I, that's, that's one of the things where I'm like always like kind of couch, like couching. It was like, you know, the, the jets believe the jets are optimistic. The jets are hopeful, but like in practice, it hasn't been pretty. And I think that's why you have Elijah Moore getting a little more annoyed and requesting a trade that it, it with him. It's not just me basically told you, like, I don't get the ball. Like asked about his chemistry. Zach, I don't know. I don't get the ball. Like, I think a lot of Elijah Moore's frustrations is that it's not like Zach is lighting the world on fire in practice. And then you get to the games and it's like, Oh, you know, he's, we're just not throwing or he's struggling. It's like when you're a player, you see the struggles Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Well, they don't practice on Tuesday, but like yeah. Monday walk through Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday walk through. Then you see the struggles on then. And then you see struggles in the game on Sunday that it's yeah. tough for a player to be like, what the hell? Because it's not like, okay, it'll just, you know, I think that's what you're battling right now. But you also have some players that just don't practice well that then turn it on in a game. Right. You know what I mean? So like yeah. you can see that as well. So for me, like I, I step aside from like saying, do I believe he can do it? Do I believe he can't do it? It's just more like, show me. You know what I mean? Because I'm not there at practice. Like I know what I'm told by people that I talk to that are at practice, but I want to see it with my own eyes. So if I'm just going off games, I can't say like, like, yeah, he makes some unbelievable passes that you're like, holy shit, number two overall pick, like stud. But then he's Even like so tantalizing. Yeah, and, but the then he's like so tantalizing it. because yeah. it's like, Oh my God, what was that? You know what I mean? And like in a quarterback, it doesn't matter. Every quarterback in the NFL is going to make throws that go well, but the good ones have the consistency. And Sam would, dude, you remember Sam Darnold? Remember that throw he had against the Ravens to Crowder in the corner? Oh yeah. Of course. Oh, absolutely. Unbelievable. <laughs> like every quarterback, once when you're a, a, a quarterback in the NFL, every quarterback is capable of making those throws. Like you're in the NFL with the exception of some, you are still capable of making those throws that separates the good ones from the bums is the ability to do it consistently. And I haven't seen Zach do it consistently. You know what I mean? Like fans cling to like the, the, the one or two throws, but when you're a realist and you have to look at like the reality of the situation, it's, you need that consistency. And, and I haven't seen the consistency from Zach yet to be like, absolutely. But I've seen enough good throws to be like, give him more of an opportunity because if he does find that consistency, that's going to be a freaking stud. But like, I just got to see more of it. All right. If that makes sense. Yeah. That, that makes total sense. But I'm going to ask you another question because, you know, you moved on from the athletic to now covering the Jets and the Giants. Is there a difference? Like, have you seen a difference between like covering both teams, like how media interacts with the teams or just like the fan bases? Is there, are there any differences that you can tell us that you've noticed so far? Yeah. You know, fan, well, media, I've known a lot of the Giants writers already because like I, I covered the Giants early in my career, like when I was in college in 2014. So I, I met a lot of the, and a lot of the writers are still there. So I know like, I've known Art Stapleton for years. I've known Jordan Ronan for years. Dan Duggan's one of my best friends. He was at my wedding. Like I've no, I know a lot of those guys. Um, I would say like the biggest difference is that the Giants have a history of success that they can lean back on that gives them, whether it's warranted or not, the benefit of the doubt the Jets do not get that benefit of the doubt. So when things start to go wrong with the Jets or when, you know, the old saying, like, you know, if it stinks, you know what I mean? Like when things start to stink and it's like, something's wrong here. This doesn't make sense. A lot of times I find like Jet fans will be like, you're right. That does like more, more (laughs) Jet fans, much like the media do not give the Jets the benefit of the doubt because the Jets haven't shown anything that, gives them the reason to get the benefit of the doubt, right? Like they look at it and they're like, this doesn't make sense. Why are you doing it this way? And everyone's like, that doesn't make any sense. Why are you doing this way? And it's almost like when you critical of them, for the most part, aside from like the hardcore diehards that are like, you know, 
everything, I just see everything through green lenses. A lot of people are more receptive to that criticism. You know what I mean? Like if you're saying like, I don't get why Robert Sala is doing this, people will still question Robert Sala with me. If I say, I don't get why LaFleur is doing this, they question Joe Douglas, like they question it. Like there is that contingent of the fan base that is like very in touch with reality and can be critical of their team while still loving their team. With the Giants, I think because of how historically successful they are, you can criticize them for something that doesn't make sense, and their fans will be like, well, it's the Giants, so it must be right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't think anyone says it's the Jets, so it wow. must be right. Like, no, wow. You know what I mean? So it's like, what a world. It's a, yeah, so like when I went there, and I went there with like my Jets reporting and my Jets mentality of covering the Jets, like I pissed Giant fans off fast. <laughs> like, because they were like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, they were pissed. Like, they were like, what's he got? Like, came in like a bat out of hell. Cause I was like, that's the only way I know how to cover for a team. And like, you realize, like, I remember talking to people. It's like, okay, yeah, there's like this. They get the benefit of the doubt when the Jets don't get the benefit of the doubt. So it's almost like even when you criticize them, you have to kind of couch it with like, but we'll see or something like that. <laughs> when with the Jets, it's almost like you criticize them and they're like, yeah, you're right. Screw them. Like, it's like you automatically get like fired up with it. You know what I mean? It's, it was, that was definitely like, I had to get used to that. They're not freaking out about every single practice throw. Uh, <laughs> in yeah, the, in yeah. Giants no, so they will, but like when you criticize, like Daniel Jones could go like, <laughs> he could go like three of 10 with like three picks in practice. And they'd be like, no, Wink Martindale's defense is, is so complicated. <laughs> that's why. When like, dude, if that happened to Zach, like people would be like, oh my God, like the sky is falling. Like yeah. the sky would be falling for the Jets. Like that's been totally, like very, very different. Very, very different. That's oh, hilarious. Man. I love the who, who travels better? Who travels better? Jets fans, Giants fans are the same. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. Yeah, people curious. are asking that. No, 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 you're fine. No, you're fine. Um, well, it's, I can't even really answer it because both, like, both teams haven't really been good. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's just now that, so, like, Giant fans took, so the only Giants road games I've done were London and Jacksonville. Yeah, London and Jacksonville. And they, Jacksonville was basically all Giant fans, mm-hmm. but that's very common. Like, if you guys played Jacksonville, like, it's, you can fly to Jacksonville for like 200 bucks and yeah. like you're escaping New York in the cold to go to Florida warmth. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. you hack the clubs, you play some golf, you got a Jack's beaches down there. So like it's an easy road trip to do. So I haven't really like, I'm curious at how, like I wasn't in the Seattle. I wasn't in Seattle. I was covering the Jets mm-hmm. this past weekend with the Patriots. So I wasn't in Seattle. I was curious like how many giant fans would be there. So I honestly can't really comment on that, but there's been a lot of jet fans. I've, I have noticed that like I can't. I haven't covered enough Giants games to answer from their perspective, yeah. but I have seen every road game I've done for the Jets, like in Green Bay. Like they were packed. Like there were crazy. a lot of Jet fans. There, there. were so many yeah. Jets fans in Green Bay. How about the London? Who who showed out better in London? Jets last year or the Giants this year? Jet. Uh, well, it was tough. The Jets definitely, but I think the reason for why there were less Giant fans because that was the first time Green Bay ever played in London. The Giants yeah. had played there like two other times, so Packer fan like Packer fans oh. flooded there. But oh, I think man. it was more because I don't think that was a shot. I don't think that was a problem. With, like there were a decent amount of Giant fans there too. I just think because it was the first time the Packers were there that Packer fans just scoped up the tickets. Like like they were like, oh my God, we're going to London. Let's do it kind of a thing. You covering the Jets this week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. so Giants are on the bye. So I've got Jets this week, uh, Giants after that. So I've got Jets. I had Jets, Patriots, Jets, Bills, Giants the week during the Jets bye. And I can't remember who I'm covering the week after that. I got to look at my schedule. Are you coming back? We have the Bears and the Vikings after. Are you co- but Revis Day. You'll probably be there for Revis Day. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, I, I don't think the Giants are, maybe there's, I think the Giants actually have a Washington game in there. Mm. So I am, I think I'm going to be there. Unfortunately, that stadium sucks, but I'm going to be there. <laughs> um, and 
whenever Thanksgiving is, I'm in Dallas. For, well, actually, I got both games that weekend because I got I'm in I'm in Thanksgiving for the Giants game, and then I have the Jets on Sunday. I'm glad we showed out. I'm glad you guys noticed that we showed out uh, this past game. The Miami game was really loud, too. The Miami game was one of the loudest games I've been at MetLife as a Jets fan in so long. And this one was good, too, at least for the first half. So I'm glad you guys are noticing this Bills game. There's going to be a lot of Bills fans. I I know that for a fact. There's always so many Bills fans, but should be fun, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it, I guess. I would. But let me ask you this, Connor. If Uh, not, I mean, you're going to be there in person. I mean, honestly, this is kind of a... I don't think it's a shitty thing to say, but it's like you are. I, the one thing I've always really liked about this job is sometimes you get a chance to cover teams or in your case, go to games where you see special. Like when Tom, uh, when the Bucks played the Jets last year, like getting a chance to see Tom Brady for probably the last time. Mm-hmm. Like it will be kind of cool to in person see Josh Allen. Like I know he's the Bills and oh, it's a rivalry. No. I don't want to hear that, Connor. But, like, I don't want to hear that. But you know what you have to do when you have like kids someday? Like, and Josh Allen oh, is on this trajectory. They'll say like, oh, dad, did you ever see Josh Allen play? And unfortunately, your version of it would be like, yeah, I watched him kick the Jets ass. And blah, I don't want to. If my well, kids ask well, me about Connor, Josh I live in, Allen, I live in Boston, if they ask me about Tom Brady, like we're going oh, okay. to have to fight. And now like, I lived in New York for like 25 years, born in Westchester, White Plains for, for 25 yeah. years. Now I live in Boston. I moved out here for school and whatnot. And yeah, I don't, look, I. I don't need any more Tom Brady. I don't have to be like, oh, yeah, I got to yeah. see this. Uh, yeah, we whatever. don't care. We don't care All right? about that. But you know how who else has to feel that <laughs> at Madison Square Garden? The New York Knicks. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched a lot. Of, I know you're, yeah, I haven't watched a lot of Knicks this year. Oh, oh really? NFL season. I've, I've caught them like I caught Brunson's massive game. I watched that one. Okay. Um, yeah, and I watched one other one in the opener. I've, okay. so I've watched some Knicks. I just haven't watched like like um, every game. Like I haven't been caught up just because it's middle of NFL season. No, Once NFL season ends, that's where I'm like, boom. Basketball okay. Time. Any quick All take right. on this Knicks? Are they going to make the playoffs? I have my thing with the Knicks, man, is it's like, sure, they, yeah, I mean, they should. They should definitely make the playoffs. Or play, I mean, they should make the playoffs. It's like, they're not going to win. Like, it's it's not like you're not going to win anything once they get in there. You know what I mean? Like, what's your hope is like you win a series. My, my biggest issue right now is I, like what I, the one thing I do do is anytime the Knicks end and I don't get to watch the, I always box score hunt. Mm-hmm. My thing is like, I, and they're never going to do it. Obi should be starting over Randall. Like you Woo! should be playing Obi top. Like you see, like you see Randall and I see him. He's got like 30 points on like what, like eight of 20 shooting. Like there's no, and then you look at Obi and Obi's got like 10 points. He's four of seven. Like, like the guy's so productive. He's energetic. You can tell the coaches love him. The fans love him. It's just like, I'm over Randall. Like, I'm over it. Like, I know he's like, oh, he's playing better this year. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, he's just, it's, I will go to Obi. Like, I, I would be giving Obi a minute or at least go 50 50 split. Like, there's no reason Obi this. should be playing like <laughs> 10 or 12 minutes while Randall's playing every second of the game. Like, that's, sh- in my opinion, that shouldn't be happening. Obi should be playing more. But my thing with the Knicks is like, you can go the route of like, tank, 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 and they've tried to tank, but then you don't get the number one pick and then you're stuck in purgatory. Yep. I like, I do like the direction where they're going, where they're just like, okay. We're to going you. to fill out a good team and try to, with a good team, eventually attract the free agent. Don't just assume you're going to attract the free agent because we're in New York, because that doesn't work in 2022, but just build a good team that somebody will eventually want to come to. Like build a good team that's competitive. And you can say, like, look at the, look at what we're doing as this team. It's like the sixth seed or like we won a series. Look how crazy New York was. You can be a part of that. Not say like, oh, we're terrible. We're an absolute dumpster fire, but you can turn us around. Build a product where they can see themselves as the missing link or the missing piece, and then maybe you get that star there. Like I was all about uh, trying to get Donovan Mitchell. I really wanted him. I didn't think he was the star, but I thought he was the one that would then attract the next one. And you would have the Brunson, Barrett, 
uh, either if you left Barrett or lost Barrett, like once Randall was off the books, like you'd be able to then get like the star star that would be like, you know, I want to play with Brunson and I want to play with this guy and that like I want to go with like like Mitchell. I want to be there with these group of guys. Um, that's what I think they're building towards, which is fine. Like I said, they're, they're a fun team to watch and you can get behind them, even though you kind of know they got zero chance of winning anything. Oh yeah. You know, there's a ceiling. There's a, it's a very low ceiling right now with this team. I mean, the one thing I think we're happy about is that we have a point guard for once. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. That, that, that makes a difference. Jalen, Jalen yeah. Brunson is the goods. I'm happy that there's somebody that can like control the pace of the game, yeah. find guys that are open. And it's not Julius Randle, you know, trying to back somebody down after bringing the ball up past half court from the three point line and then spitting into, into multiple defenders yeah. that I can get behind. I feel like, and I'm, I agree with you. I think we're in the right trajectory. We're three and three right yeah. now. You know, if we make a play in, I think that's for like, I think the play in playoff like level right now is just for Tibbs just to keep his job. Um, yes. And maybe just to try to keep this team. I, I feel like if this team starts to go south, we're going to see uh, a fire sale, in my opinion. I think you just, I sorry, I think you start trying to move Randall Fournier if things start to go yes. south. I don't think it'll start. Uh, I don't think it'll go south because I think no, team- I think they're good enough to not not get to that point. Yeah, I, I think they're they're with with Brunson and with Barrett and with some of these guys. I I, th- I think the Knicks have a a baseline of competence that they're not going to be that bad. You know what I mean? Like I, I think I don't. I'm not saying they're going to be studs or they're going right. to be like go on an insane run or or even like the year they had COVID year with Randall. Like I don't see that, but I think there's just going to be a baseline of competence that keeps them out of like fire sale territory. Now I could see like them getting rid of of Fournier and getting rid of Randall and stuff like that, and still trying to dump those guys off at the deadline. But I don't think they'll try to dump them off because they're like, oh my god, everyone's available for our team. I don't. I don't see necessarily that. Hope what I do you- see that man. If that's the case, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> What do you think the win total for this t- the season is? <laughs> I don't know what. I don't obviously not fifty. Uh, I don't. You think low forties is possible? Yeah, yeah. I got forty two. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah low forties. That, that's playoffs. That's playoffs. Yeah, low forties. Right, I man. think yeah, they should definitely be in the forties. Yeah. All right. All right, Connor. We we are uh, we really appreciate you coming on here. Yeah. Uh, the the last question I'm gonna give you another Jet, last Jets question. A little weird mm-hmm. locker room question. Who's the coolest guy off the field that we would never know? Is the coolest guy in the locker room that you just love to talk to? My guess would be the yeah. tight end room would be CJ Uzama and Conklin. They just seem like cool, chill dudes. Like, and yeah. you know they're they're from the, they're outsiders, so they get to kind of be chill about it. But I don't know yeah. from, from your perspective, who who's just really cool? Who do you like like talking to? Just like random players, just chopping it up. Yeah, so I love talking to uh, Max Mitchell. He's a great Ooh. one to talk to. Really, really enjoy talking to him. Uh, Mike White. I really like talking to Mike White as well. He's a great guy. Like he really is a great guy. Dan Feeney, another really, really good guy. Um, I love that. Jermaine Johnson. I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know Jermaine Johnson as well. Cool. Uh, and the one that like the one guy that every time I talk to him, it's just an interesting, really fun conversation is Michael Clemens. Like I really, really, Let's really go. enjoy talking to Michael Clemens. <laughs> I like, like that. Every single time I'm in there. Like I love him. And the other thing about Clemens too is uh, a funny story about him. I wore to, I, again, I talk to him all the time. Anytime I'm in there, I usually go over there and, and shoot the shit with him for a little bit. Cause I just, I, I love getting to know him. Like he's just one of those guys where there's so much more than meets the eye. Like there is so much more than meets the eye. So I wore a, <laughs> I told my wife about this. So I wore a, um, uh, a sweater, like a, a Manila sweater. Mm-hmm. And over top of the Manila sweater, I had a vest on. And then I had my, my dark jeans and I had my, uh, my boots, like my, I think my Thursday boots that my buddy had gotten me. 
And I, I went over and I, I just to talk to, to Michael Clemens, I just shoot the shit with him and just kind of bullshit with him. We're talking for, for a few minutes or something like that. And then he stops and he like gives me the elevator, like the whole like look up, look down. That's scary and he from kicks Clemens, back, man. <laughs> kicks back and he goes, I fucks with your swag, my dude. And I <laughs> lost it. I was like, no way. I was like, you just said that. So immediately I texted my wife and I was like, you won't believe it. So I told her. So when he ended up blocking that kick a couple weeks ago, she texted me. She goes, isn't that the dude who said he likes your swag? I was like, hell yeah, it is. Like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I fucked with your swag, my dude. I was nice. like, oh my God, it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it's the coolest thing a player's ever said to me. That's I was awesome. I was cracking up, cracking up. Yeah. That Perfect is awesome. way to end. We love Michael Clemens. Cool. Absolutely. Connor, thank you guy. so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. No yeah, problem. Man. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. This was a blast. Anytime you want to do this again, just let me know. Appreciate it. Please let our listeners know. They, they should know where to find you, but please let them know where, where to find you if you got anything yeah. in the works. <laughs> yeah, uh, just Instagram and Twitter is the two best ways. Connor underscore J underscore Hughes on both accounts. And then just like I said, just watch me, read me on, on SMY. That way I, I stay employed and I get a new contract in a few years. <laughs> no doubt. We got you, Connor. Don't worry. Yeah. Thank you for coming on, man. It. Appreciate it. Thank you.